Pressure on scientists the world over to uh, hustle up a COVID-19 vaccine is, as you might imagine, enormous. So much pressure to the point where uh, there are concerns in the scientific community that the pressure is unrealistic and is possibly putting the integrity of scientists at risk. There's an author, uh, an article about this at theconversation.com, co-written by our next guest, Byron Bridal, who is an associate pro- professor of viral immuno- um, immunology at uh, the University of Guelph. Professor Bridal, Byron, welcome to the program, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. Hundreds and hundreds of vaccine tests are going on the world over. Uh, we have several here in Canada. We know of several going on in the United States. It's it's a pretty safe statement to make. But uh, the pressure, and, and of course, uh, the, it's coming largely from politicians who want this thing over and done with quickly. Uh, the, we're talking, even uh, Anthony Fauci, who should know better, is talking about a vaccine in a matter of months. Maybe many months he qualifies it, but still talking in terms of months. Typically, sir, what is the uh, development and uh, implementation time for any vaccine? Uh, yeah, so the, the current timelines uh, arguably are very unrealistic. I think most scientists would acknowledge that. But um, with the current pressures, unfortunately, many are not, or at least giving the impression that, the, that this can be done much faster than it normally would. So uh, once a vaccine is developed and has gone through the preclinical phase, and translational testing, uh, then it has to go through what we call the uh, clinical trials, several uh, sequential clinical trials. Usually there's three, so there would be a phase one, then a phase two, then a phase three clinical trial. Okay. And, and to, to uh, have a vaccine pass, like uh, start at the beginning of a phase one clinical trial and go through to the completion of a phase three clinical trial. So in other words, in order to span that whole clinical testing process, Usually takes ten to fifteen years. Wow! Is there and, is there and, a... and, again, and, and again that doesn't include the development that goes into the vaccine, which usually takes uh, several years prior to that beginning. Uh, Professor, are there set rules with these phases, these various phases of clinical trials, regarding the number, the minimum number of humans upon which the trial is conducted? Uh, not necessarily uh, precise numbers. It's always negotiated with uh, the health regulatory agency, which would be Health Canada mm-hmm. in, uh, for Canadians and the Food and Drug Administration in the United States. Um, so w- once somebody has a vaccine ready for clinical testing, there's always uh, negotiations with the with these agencies, and uh, they essentially are, are tasked with setting the rules uh, and defining these things, like such as numbers of patients that would have to be or volunteers that would have to be tested and so on. Uh, Professor Bridal, based on your uh, research and your personal experience, uh, how long realistically should Canadians expect before we have in our hands available a vaccine for our population? Yeah, so, okay, so there's that question can be answered in a couple ways. So there's there's first, I guess the, the first way to answer that is, I guess, first of all, we don't necessarily need the best vaccine. We just need a vaccine that works. Okay. And so there's a difference in the timeline between uh, a vaccine is good enough and an excellent or perhaps the best type of vaccine, right? So uh, for a vaccine that's good enough, it's possible that uh, I guess what we would hope for is that uh, we've learned enough from past lessons with uh, other coronaviruses like the MERS coronavirus and the original SARS coronavirus to have developed technologies that could be moved, uh, mobilized relatively rapidly uh, however, they all still have to t- traverse the entire clinical trial pipeline. And I can tell you there's just far too much paperwork and red tape to navigate uh, 
to be able to reduce that to to 12 months. Um, I mean, when you think about it, it, it it's if we're cap- if we if we're in theory capable of reducing it 12 months, why haven't we done that in the past? Right? right? Do, do do patients uh, dying from cancers not not matter as much? Do people dying from whatever you know uh, a given disease is? Um, when they want their uh, potentially promising experimental therapies, um, getting into uh, you know getting through the clinical testing in, in a year. Um, so we've never done it in the past, despite the fact, arguably, there's many other diseases that are very relevant to human health, and um, it, it's simply trying to compress it too much. I think one one great thing that is going to come out of this is there is an enormous amount of bureaucracy uh, associated with running human clinical trials. And there's no question that there's a lot of efficiencies that could be built into that system. Um, And I think that's going to be a great thing that's going to come from this is because everybody's willing to budge and uh, so much on, on some of the requirements that may not uh, affect safety Mm -hmm. of vaccines that are developed. I think what's going to come out of this is we are going to have a much uh, more streamlined and faster clinical testing system in the future and that's going to benefit everybody because it isn't just going to apply to vaccines against COVID-19. It's going to apply to vaccines against any infectious disease and any other therapeutics that are coming for other diseases like cancers, et cetera. Um, but arguably, those of us who, who are in the vaccine development uh, field uh, realistically know that that cannot be compressed to a year. That That's that's expecting too much. And in terms of timeline, Byram, once we have that not necessarily perfect vaccine, as you identified earlier, but a workable vaccine, once we have that identified and cleared all three trial phases, what is the turnaround time for manufacturing said vaccine on a scale massive enough to vaccinate the Canadian population? (laughs) It's a great question. And arguably, Again, nobody can say with certainty because nobody has had to manufacture a vaccine on this scale uh, before in such a rapid uh, turnaround. So, but indeed, you're right. Once a vaccine, if if a vaccine were to to be approved for routine use in uh, in, uh, in Canadians and everybody around the world, then what has to do happen is there has to be um, careful. Uh, quality control testing, sure, right? Because a large batch, large batches of the vaccine then need to be made. And every time a new batch is made, that has to be rigorously tested to make sure it's safe, right? You always want to make sure there haven't been some kind of uh, unexpected contaminants that have got into the vaccine formulation. Mm-hmm. So there's careful testing, uh, then manufacturing, like you mentioned, at a huge scale and distribution. And none of these things are straightforward. And realistically, at the scale that's needed, um, that alone could uh, take you know, easily a year or more potentially. Um, and, and then the problem even goes beyond that, because even if all those things are in place, uh, we have to remember that um, the vaccine has to confer a certain amount of immunological memory, long-lasting immunological memory, or that's not going to be particularly helpful, because what happens is if you don't have, if the vaccine doesn't render somebody immune for a long period of time, as you can imagine, by the time you're done, if, if people who are vaccinated first could potentially become susceptible to a reinfection with the virus before other people are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing, of course, is, is the uptake of the vaccine. This is a concern. So if you don't have a really good quality vaccine, one of the problems is it's not going to induce immunity in all people, right? So, for example, some vaccines have uh, very poor efficacy. 
for example, our, the annual flu vaccine typically is only about 50% protective. Ah. Right? So you need so a vaccine. You're suggesting, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Professor, because it's fascinating mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm fresh out of time and really grateful for yours. Sure. It's a very necessary caveat to all Canadians that it's not going to happen soon. Patience is, is, is a virtue to be appreciated and is incredibly necessary during this process. 